Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Diamond. And today we're going to be talking about Praga Kaput Regni and Bonfire and giving our top five games we're excited about to come out in 2021. Thanks for joining us for episode number 68. All right, Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean in his top hat. Oh, he's creeping. He's looking around. And I think he I think he sees a shadow. He's he's running back in. He's scared. He's scared. Why is Dean doing that today, Dean? Pucks to Tony Phil tells us we're gonna have more winter. More winter. That's it. Six more weeks, right? I like that. Do you? Yeah. Yes. Wow. We have. All right. In Tennessee, I may have talked about this before. In Tennessee, if you are if you are constantly looking at your weather app, uh, it's quite the tease. So every it's true. If you look up seven to ten days. There's always a snowflake in the forecast. Always. Does it come to fruition? Rarely. Right. That's correct. But this year, even though we've not gotten a good snow, we've probably had more snow throughout the year right because didn't we remember when we got one like in in november at the end yeah of that doesn't happen for us yeah. and then we've gotten i think two more since then like we christmas it snowed a little bit it snowed a little bit no three more times dean think about it we had that one good snow that melted fast you know when we were at meeple town we took that picture yeah and then we just had another one this week so i mean i think we've had actually four snows this year which yeah. is which is good for us really good for us i just wish yeah. we would get that really nice like we're locked in the home for two or three days, play out in the yard with the kids, get the four wheelers going, get the sleds attached to them, surf on it, man. Just get going, get slung off, throw, throw the, throw the snow in your face. You know, those, I got you. Those things. I, got you. I don't, I, I think, okay. Our best chance of that so far this whole season is next week. So there's like three or four days of snowflakes in the forecast. So we'll see, John, if this actually happens, if we're, if we're going to get a lot of snow. When I say a lot of snow, okay, in the Northeast right now, they're getting like, they, they had like a foot or more, you know, foot and a half of That's snow right. that fell in like one night. So for us, a good snow is a couple inches would be nice. Yeah, two or three inches is really solid. What's really funny, Dean, is that every time we start talking about snow, our Northern listeners are like, Ugh, I can't believe you guys like that stuff. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, because we don't get it. <laughs> do you remember the band Snow sang Informer? No. Remember that? Oh, come on. You do. I, I'd never understood what they were saying. It was Informer. Down to Leno. Remember that song? <laughs> no. No, but I'm. Look it up, John. I am looking it's it good. up right now. It's good music. Mid 90s, maybe early 90, 90s? 92. Like 92. Okay. Yeah. What does I licky boom boom? Whoa, I better stop right there. <laughs> yeah, I, oh I didn't gosh. say that part on purpose. I'm John. sorry. I'm no. sorry. No, <laughs> I, I really do apologize for that. That might, yeah. Sorry. I just, that's what happens when you just start reading and you don't finish the punchline. Yeah, I figured, I stopped there figuring yeah. that you have, you would have recognized No, the song. I don't. No. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't recognize it. It was, it was a big deal back in the day. Maybe that was a Jock Jam song that you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Probably was. Probably not. Do you know Speaking why? of which, oh, go ahead. Okay. You go first. I, I was going to say that uh, we did our 
Um, we did our 30 minutes to nowhere episode and it showed up in your, in your feed if you subscribe to us. So you, you saw it, that's no surprise. Uh, but I did, somebody had made a comment. Um, uh, Peter Schott had made a comment about, you know, I don't, he was like, this is not really my jam necessarily, but, but I, you know, I wouldn't mind it as like a small segment on the show. And I wanted to say, for those of you who think that that's going to be a normal thing on the Meeple Town podcast, where we post it every once in a while there, that's not our plan at all, right, John? But we're, we're, if we do something with this, we mostly did that for ourselves, and maybe we'll do something with it someday. It's kind but of selfish. It is. It is. But we just like to talk. We like to hear our voices. And so we thought we'd do something about that. But if we do anything with that, it's going to be a separate podcast. So just wanted to throw that out there in case anyone was confused about what was going on. Yep. And we just value y'all's uh, opinion. And we got some good feedback, really good feedback, too. So. Yeah, we did. We did. And and a lot of people listen to it that wouldn't necessarily listen to a board game podcast or don't listen to a board game podcast. So that's true. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Do you know what were you gonna say? Do you know why I'm Johnny Diamond? Uh I don't. I was gonna ask you that. I don't I got You don't nothing. know. You don't you gotta to hear the sad news. Valentine's Day, maybe? No. Dustin Diamond oh. Dustin Diamond died. Yeah. I saw that. It sucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was surprised he's 44 i thought he was a decent amount older than me you know when you watch tv sometimes he was, but like, he was really young like I, I just showed my son the first episode sorry to I didn't mean to cut you off but i oh, no, uh, you're of, of saved by the bell dude he was really young i mean like he, are you talking about the was he in the the like junior high years of that yeah show? yeah like that very okay, first ep- very first episode okay. that dude was like 12 maybe you know oh, okay that maybe even, I mean, maybe even younger. I mean, like I was, I saw it as like, wow, him and Zach are like really young. So that's, that's probably why. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes, that makes sense. It is really sad though. I hated to, hated to hear that. Everyone's Screech was a great character. Yeah. On a great show. Yeah. He was hilarious. Yep. And I don't know though. I've, I watched a little bit back with my son recently just to say, Hey, cause he's into retro stuff. Like, Hey, here's saved by the bell. And it wasn't as bad as I, like, I thought I might cringe a little, like, oh, this is really cheesy. And I was like, nah, it's okay. Oh, I, it just, cheesy, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand why 12 year old to 16 or however long I watched it. Um, probably longer than that. I understand why I really liked it back then. So. Yeah. I never stopped watching it. So 40 year old Dean still, still enjoying Save are by you, the Bell. Are you watching the new, new stuff? No, no, okay. I don't care about that. Yeah, well, I actually haven't seen it in in a few years, but we we have some of the DVD sets of of Saved by the Bell, some of those early seasons. Do you really? Yeah, man, we we've had them for years. You know, before you you would download content. Yeah, we yeah. (laughs) Same here. We're big Saved by the Bell fans in our house. There you go. Well, you ready to do something with board games? I guess so. Okay, well, then we're not <laughs> then then we shouldn't do the poll that has nothing to do with board games. So, first-time listeners out there, uh, you know, we usually spend a little bit of time talking a little, you know, pop culture, a little nonsense, and then we definitely get into board games. But this poll, and a lot of our polls do have to do with board games, but this one is not of one of those. I actually got this idea based on our last that uh 30 minutes to nowhere episode. Dean, here's the poll. You ready for this? I'm ready. I will never, and that's all caps, never, wear, dot, dot, dot. I will never wear skinny jeans. That was an ode to that episode. Tank tops. Crocs. That's for you. Overalls. 
Ooh, okay. This is re- gonna... this is interesting. I just want to say before you guess that it's probably one of our most close when it comes to like the four, the spread out, which is wild because on um on Twitter, one of them did horrible, but then it was one of the top ones on the guild, which I thought was really interesting. We don't usually have that. They're usually kind of close. Okay, so if hmm if Ryan Fournier <laughs> if he voted he voted Crocs and um uh, I know that. I ooh, this is a tough one. It's a t- it, it is a tough I don't know what I would have This is a battle for who's who's Meeple Town's favorite host, I think. I think if <laughs> So you're saying skinny jeans is me and Crocs is you? Skinny jeans and tanks is you probably. And Crocs is me, and overalls is neither one of us. <laughs> I do wear tanks during the during the summer. So, okay, not super, not all the time though. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. But I, I want to win. You're I like, want to win, man. You're like me playing bonfire the other day on that video. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, forever. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Crocs, even though I think it's tanks. <laughs> Well, it's neither one of those, so there you go. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think it, it's one of those. It is skinny jeans. Oh, I am the favorite host. How about that? You're the wrong host twice, but okay. You can be the fa- <laughs> No, yeah, so it was... I'll just go ahead and give you that it was 33% skinny jeans. What do you think second is? What you just guessed? Mm. Or are you going to change say, it up I'll now? say overalls. Overalls. No. No, you're 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 butchering you're butchering this one. All right, so let me just give it to you because obviously you're not going to get this right. All right, thirty three percent, thirty three point three percent, or whatever. If you add these numbers up, they add up to ninety nine percent. Because I'm not going to give the points. Thirty three percent were was skinny jeans. Twenty eight percent was Crocs. Twenty three percent was overalls, and fifteen percent was tank tops. Oh, okay. So not a huge. You know what I mean? Like I think that's one of our more, you know. Yeah, and tank tops was the one that like nothing on Twitter, but one of our highest ones on the guild. So let me let me give your thoughts real quick. What's your thoughts on these four items? Like what do I what how do I rank them? No, I just want you to know. Give me your thoughts on skinny jeans real quick. Okay. Well, I would I, I'm not a skinny jean guy. Would you ever wear them? I mean, are you saying that there's no way you would ever wear them or we'd say, man, it's possible, but I probably won't. Uh, it's possible, but I probably won't. That's what I thought. Listen to the episode for for details on why I won't. Okay, Dean's a comfort guy. All right, tank top. He's also a third person speaker. Well, if you're a comfort guy, you're gonna want to wear tank tops sometimes. Uh, or is that too maybe? No, I mean, I I, actually on occasion I do. Yeah, so I I I couldn't say that I I never would do that. Tank tops are the most revealing of the items on here. Okay, right. I mean, like if you're just like of your character. I'm just saying, like, if if you're if you're self conscious at all, you're good. I think you would select tank top, right? Sure. Like, yeah, that makes like, sense. I don't want to. You might not want to show your guns. If you're massive, you might might be like, I don't want to. I don't want to alarm people because my arms are so huge. That's why I stopped wearing them. So I well, I have that same problem. I yeah. yeah. When I when I cut my grass, I typically have ripped the sleeves off of my shirt. Does that count as a tank top? Uh, yeah, it counts as a redneck tank top. That's perfect for yeah. Tennessee. So I wear a redneck tank top and jorts, cut off jorts when I cut the grass. Do you cut slits like on the on the end so you look like a wrestler out there? <laughs> that would be awesome. You know what I'm talking about, right? Cut strips. No, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't I don't watch wrestling. That would be sick, bro. 
I always like in the in the jorts or in no the no no in top? in the tank top on the sleeves. You know, oh, I mean? like, no, like, know. like cut slits that. and like twist them a little kind of, you know, or whatever. And so you'd look like an awesome wrestler that I have no clue what you're talking about right now. You've never, have you seen, uh, <laughs> have you seen peanut butter Falcon? I don't know what that is. Okay. Is that a movie? Yeah. Go watch that movie. Okay. It's Shia LaBeouf. Probably not. And, uh, no, no, no. It's Shia LaBeouf and, um, Zach something. He plays, um, Efron. No, 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 not Zach Efron. No, he plays. I like High School Musical. You keep dead gummit. That's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> There's a young man who has Down syndrome, and they end up having like this Mark Twain type adventure. You would love it. It's a feel good film. Okay. And Charlotte Buff is really good in it, actually. So I'm I'm telling you, go on go on Prime and watch it. I'm not saying I love it. I thought it was solid, but I think it's you would love it. Okay. So I just want to tell you that. Anyways, it's they got some wrestling stuff in there. That's why I said that. All right, Crocs. We know that you're. You're not only will you are you okay with wearing them? You love to wear them. I might be wearing them right now. Who knows? Are you? No, I'm not. We're not in the studio today. We we're recording remotely, and so you have no idea. But see, no. how do you know that I'm wearing? What did you say I was wearing again? Like a top hat. A top hat. I'm wearing a top hat because of punks Phil. Because of punks Phil. I'm my son is in uh, quarantine. His class is quarantine, so that's why I'm doing this from home. So he's doing fine. He's almost out. But okay, and then overalls, Dean. I don't think I've ever put on a pair of overalls in my life. I have a picture of my wife and I when we were dating. We went on a hayride, and I had overalls on. And I'll be honest, I don't remember ever owning overalls, but I don't know whose those would have been. So they have to be mine. I'm on crutches and overalls. Well, there you go. I mean, you. But I think I think like based our conversation on this, this is almost drumming up the desire for you to buy overalls, isn't it? Yeah. Overalls make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I want you to like wear you just, some overalls. I like the idea of having a little pocket in the front. That's nice. What are you going to put in there? A little meeple? Uh, maybe. Put a maybe. Little, I, put a little yeah, meeple there's all kinds there. of he can ride components you can put in there. He can ride around with you wherever you go? I can put the game that I'm talking about as the game I've been playing lately in there. Dude, you could go to get some of those button shy games and fill that bad boy up. That's true. I was like, trying to transition into board games. Did you like that? And then you blew it. Well, <laughs> I, I, I started it with the Meeple. Let me give you a few comments from, from Meeple Town. Oh, okay. Right? From I got our, what, what The Meeps? Is that what we decided on? No, no, no. Residents of Meeple Town. Meeps was, Meeps was a joke. Meeps is what Meep. Hey, that's what they want to be called. Okay. Yes. What's up, Meeps? What up, Meeps? Jonathan Mullins said he can't get his skinny jeans over his cankles. So he can't. That, that makes sense. That's tough. <laughs> Um, Matt, Matt wants to know if he can vote for multiples and that's, that was the whole point. You can't do that, but I understand why you might want to. He doesn't want to wear any of it is what he's saying. That's exactly right. I don't know. At least multiple ones. And then, uh, JTR, John Croft in part of the guild says, uh, funny. I usually try to wear all four whenever I can. You should really see me trying to get my skinny jeans over the overalls. That wasn't, that was classic. Classic, classy. That was awesome. That was funny. <laughs> I like it. It's a funny image. Can you imagine that? Uh, yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Your reaction is weak sauce. It's ridiculous. Like that was a funny comment. I want... and you're, that was a really funny comment. I mean, I'm, I'm being legit and you were just like, okay. I'm okay. Like, so I am, I'll be honest. I'm pulling up our review. We said we were going to read a review in this episode and I didn't have it pulled up. Bro, I'm literally doing the same thing right now. 
Okay, good. You can read that one because there's something else I need to pull up. And I was at, that was actually, it was your turn to read that. And uh, that's the one that's really difficult to read. Lots of hard to pronounce words. And so that's all you. No, you could do it. Nope. I'm already gone. I'm already doing something else. Okay. So that'll, so this is about Meeple Town. So this still is sort of about board games now. Thank you all for voting on that. I, I didn't mention that Crocs would be the one that I would not wear unless I was, you know, cooking in a kitchen. Then I understand, but there's no way. I'm ever going out in public wearing Crocs. I mean, unless that's the only shoes I have, and then I'm thankful for those being my shoes. You got that, Dean? <laughs> I got it. It's the truth. I just it's the truth. Yeah, there's some there's some fancy Crocs out there. You I, need to check them out. Um, no, I don't want to. Okay, y'all. Here's here's another rating on the old um whatever it's called podcast iTunes podcast. What a joy to discover Meeple Town. That's a good start off, right? Yeah, the Bon Amis. Oh gosh, you're right. A board <laughs> you gaming we was bondage. Yeah, and each episode soars in near, uh, uh, oh, uh, dactylic. Is that right? Hexameter, no, hexameter right. perfection. Their rich, rich descriptions of our hobby provide Hoxter-like illuminations of the contours of gaming. With the verve of a young Alex Chilton singing "Don't Lie to Me" or the subline of spirit decor <laughs> of uh, Doc Cheatham effortlessly playing trumpet with Nicholas Payton as Doctor Ooh Arulis Hodge Hodge I don't know man once said you're a bovine a clod pated citrified fool if you don't listen to Maple Town <laughs> was that better than you thought I would do I probably really messed those up but I just kept rolling with it like I knew what I was talking about yeah yeah you for sure did but. <laughs> That was money. I thought it was you and not me. I was that a good review? I mean, he he gave us five stars. Like he gave us five <laughs> stars. So I hope so. And that was Air Larry. Oh, sweet. That's a sweet name. Is that it like, is a sweet name? Is that like Larry Bird and Michael Jordan together, or Larry Bird by himself as Air Larry? I think both of them are listeners to the podcast and they join forces, similar to uh, Pro Star All Stars. Do you remember that, that is, show? That sounds familiar, but. It, so you're saying that Michael Jordan and Larry Bird are listening to our podcast, and that was their review of us. They each take one of the one of the uh, buds, you know, one of your earbuds, Amazing. and they put one in each ear, and they listen to it together. They it's love true. board games. It's true. Okay, it has to. It's the only explanation. It, you're right about that. Amazing. Pro Star All Stars was a cartoon back in the '80s, I think. Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky joined forces as superheroes. You you don't remember that one? Actually, I don't. It's uh, it, there's a oh. vague there's a vague memory, but I can't remember what it. I can't remember much about it. Pro Star All Star is that what I said? Yeah, I think that was right. I think that's the name of it. Anywho, can we talk about board games? This is a long time of not talking. Go, about Go baby, games. go baby. All right, you want to hear what I've been playing, John? I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, maybe. <laughs> at, the, at this point, you don't now. It depends on what you've been playing. Yeah. All right. So I talked about wearing overalls and putting a game in my pocket. And the game that I would put in my pocket would be Fantasy Realms. Have you heard the, of this one, John? I've heard of it. I'm taking a little drink. It caught you at the wrong time. Sorry. I know. Taking a little sip of that. Right. You, well, I mean, you said you were going to talk about something and then you asked me a question. So, Yeah. So Fantasy Realms, it's a quick like 20-minute card game. And it plays three to six players. You can actually play two players. And I'll talk about that in, the, in a little bit. But first game I played of this was a three-player game. I've been wanting to play this for a while. And so in this game, you have seven cards in your hand. 
and they're different like you know fantasy trope things like you know there's an elf and a wizard and things like that and different types of land and different types of you know items and things like that so there's lots of different cards that are that are in this deck and basically you have seven cards and on your turn you're going to uh, you're going to discard a card or you are going to uh sorry and then you are going to draw a card okay so that's it you're just going to discard a card and draw a card okay and what you're trying to do is gain the best hand that you can and you're going to all those cards are going to score at the end of the game so the way that the game ends is once you get to a certain amount oh goodness i'm not looking at it now Uh-oh. i think it's i think it's 12 cards once 12 cards are discarded and in the way you discard you don't just like discard to a discard pile you lay them out and so when you're drawing your card you can either draw from blindly from the deck or from that the cards that are discarded out there okay okay um, so there's lots of cards to choose from as the game progresses. And so at the end of the game, you're going to just look at your cards and score all of them. And all of them have a base value, and then they'll have special abilities that go with it. So one might say you get, uh, it's a base value of 12. I'm just totally making this up. And then you might get like 10 points for every wizard that you have in your hand or something like that. Okay. And then you might have another card that, you know, makes you subtract points for wizards that you have in your hand or something like like there is a ton a ton of different ways that you score one card says that if you have all um different types of card in your hand so you have this one card and then all different types of card you score like as like i don't know 150 or 250 points or something i think it's 150 points it's ridiculous or 200 points anyway um so that's it you're just going to play that out in 20 minutes and and whoever has the the most points is going to be the winner Okay. This game might not sound super exciting, like by that description. And I, it, it is what it is. Like that is how you play the game. So there's nothing like super exciting about the gameplay, but the combos that you can get from scoring are really, really fun. This is a good game. I, I remember that um, Tom from Dice Tower really spoke highly of this one, mm-hmm. and I was always intrigued by it. And I get it now. I get why this game is so cool because there's only let's see, uh, oh goodness. I have the game right here. I should be looking in the rule book. It's just a deck of cards, but the amount of different combos that you can get is is pretty high. And it's cool because I played this. Uh-oh, I can't get to the rule book. I'm just going to go off. Oh, my, my gosh. <clears throat> I have all the cards on top of the rule book, and it's just it's too much work, John. All right. So I was looking through the the list that we're going to do today. Um, you know, the the. 2021 games that we're really excited about and there's an expansion coming out for this and i'm really really pumped about that because i want to see lots of different cards that um that you know give you different combos that you can gain does that sound exciting that sound like something you're interested in honestly it sounded more in actually it sounded more interesting than i was than i thought like i don't know i mean it it's not thematic at all right no no it's not yeah so but i mean still like i was kind of like Okay. I mean, it sounds like it could be like a fun, quick game. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. I mean, 20 minute game uh, at most, like in a, <clears throat> excuse me, a three player game, you can play it pretty, pretty quickly, maybe 15 minutes. And then most of your time is spent scoring the cards at the end. Uh, but it's cool because like we, you, you only have seven cards, but we had scores that were in the like 200s. So you score really? a lot of points. Yeah. Again, it's the base value plus uh, the, conditions at the bottom or whatever but yeah now in a two-player game we did after afterwards we played a two-player game and 
Two-player game is still fun, but it's not as good. So basically, you start off with no card or one card in your hand. I think it's not very many. And then you are uh, you are going to be gaining more cards as the game goes on. I forget the end condition in that one. But I wouldn't get this one just for a two-player game. I thought the two-player game was fun. But I think really where it shines, because the two-player game, actually, it changes the rules quite a bit. Uh, but in a three- to six-player game, this game is really... Uh, it's really cool. I would imagine if we played three players, I would imagine with the more players that you have, the more opportunities to like build up a really good deck. Cause you're going to see a lot more different cards out in that discard area. So anyway, I, I recommend this one. It's a lot of fun word. Hey, I'm going to do something that would be fun for us to do right now. Someone just posted some really good games on marketplace. Dean, I just want to tell you that. And I just want to okay. let you know that he has Clask for 20 bucks. Okay. Also, I think me and you should just you, take you a have moment. Flask, right? Yeah, but you should get it because it's pretty fun. I'll use that to segue. How about that? Okay, I'll come talk it. about a few games. I played Clask. I got my son Clask for um, Christmas. I think I saw I, th- I saw this already. This it's got some good games. I'm about to buy something from him. A couple things from him actually. Okay. Hey, I've been wanting to get Black Angel. He's got it and uh, Elysium. I'm I buying those. See it on here. I'm buying Which them. You can't. On? You can't take them. I already called it. Okay. You guys, that, that's, this is hot right now in the in the making. Deanie's also got some other good games. He's got Manhattan Project, I guess. If you, I, I don't know if that's good or not. I'm just saying, you know, you might. I thought, have you expressed interest in that or no? I don't. I don't see this on here. Yeah, it's on, it's yeah, on Nash. It's on Nashville Board Games buy, sell, and trade, bro. Okay, I get those notifications. Nobody yeah. cares about this. Let's talk about games. I think that actually was. I think that's actually probably an interesting part of the segment. So, Clask, you know. I've been wanting to play that. I've seen it played so many times, and I really like Clask, by the way. Like, I'm not all into a ton of dexterity games, but this is one that I can get my jam on, Dean. Because not only are you just... It's not like air hockey where you're just trying to get it in, you know, the slot or there's a little, you know, hole type thing on the board. But, like, you have these biscuits, man. These, you know, you've seen this game. You know what Clask is, right? And if someone uh gets those two of those biscuits, depending on how you play, you can play two or three, but the actual rules are two, not the actual. I think the rule book says two or three, I believe, in the box, but the professional rules are two. And so if you get two of those biscuits attached to you, you also lose. If if your thing gets flung out, that your pawn that you're using to knock things around gets knocked off and you can't get it back, you lose as well. If it gets stuck in the hole where the ball is supposed to go from the other player you lose as well so there's like a lot of this dex like all these things going on at one time and it makes for a absolute blast of a game if you haven't played clask 20 bucks is like a steal but you can't get it for that unless you live in nashville <laughs> <laughs> i've seen this game this, there were several deals on this game uh from one of the big box stores maybe target or something like that a while back I, it's been know, a while been, though yeah yeah i had to pay 60 uh, bucks for it i think 50 something 60 bucks for it Wow, which that seems pretty normal for what. Yeah, the, it was, for what it's worth it, man. It's good if you, if anyone's out there looking for like a really fun dexterity that they haven't played. Clask, it's awesome. It really is. It's definitely fast paced. So that's one other thing. Like if you want a game where you're flicking things and can kind of take your time, it's not. This is not that game. But if you if you're into a game that can be fast paced and you're knocking around like air hockey, but better than air hockey, in my opinion, IMO, then you need to check out Clask. Let me talk about a couple other games here real quick. Okay, I'm interested Dan? in that, by the way. I I, I have Crokinole and love Crokinole. Your but kids would like it. Very different. I think your ki- okay. my kids like it. So there you go. He's also got Dominant Species. I know you've wanted to buy that. But anyways, yeah. 
the next the next game next two games I'm going to talk about really quick, y'all. And this is just going to be a because I I was listening back to one of our podcasts a couple weeks ago, and or maybe maybe even a month ago or something like that. But I mentioned that I got it was at Christmas. I got through the ages a physical copy, so I got a chance to play that. Finally, got a chance to play that again physically. I play that most of the time uh, on app, and I got Nations, which I had never played before. And I think I mentioned. I don't know if I mentioned what I thought about it, but I want to do like a real quick comparison of those um, in case you've played or haven't played or either one or played one and you want to know about the other. And so let me give it this way. Uh, Through the Ages is an absolutely epic game. All right. Through the Ages is a game where, I mean, you're building a civilization, you're building buildings, you're building military units, you're, you know, both of the game, both of those games are very similar in that and in, in the, the way that the game is played. Card play is a huge part of both of these games. It's the, the main mechanic of both of these games. But Through the Ages is like a three hour potential game plus game. Now, I do hear of people who play Through the Ages that have played it a lot and it's more like an hour and a half. I've never experienced that except for on the app whenever it does all the calculations for you, right? And the uh, and the opponent just goes, done. You know what I mean? Have you played the physical copy of Through the Ages, Dean? No, I've only played the app. And, let me, and the app is a long game. And let me specify a new story of Civilization, the new one. Um, yeah. So I played both with my wife, and she did not like either one. I'm going to tell you. She just didn't. She was not. Re- no, no, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. She didn't like Nations. She liked Through the Ages okay, but she said this game is way too long. And like I get it. Like after after playing Through the Ages again, like physically, golly, that's a long game, Dean. Like unless you re- everyone knows exactly what they're doing, it really is a 3 to 4 hour long epic game. Do you ever have a hankering for those types of games? Just curious. Yes, but they typically need to be really thematic. You know this what was, I mean? This and is I think, pretty thematic. I think, yeah, I'm not saying that it's not, um, but uh, yeah, without playing the physical copy of it, I don't. But I'm, you asked the question, do I like playing longer games like that? Yes, if it's thematic, but typically if it's a dry Euro, I ugh, that's too long for me. Dean, would you... So when you say thematic, I think you're also saying maybe being drawn into a story kind of like yeah like you're, yeah so maybe maybe a story driven yeah game. well not even necessarily story driven no i just mean like you're drawn into the and maybe maybe that's the wrong word like blood i mean blood rage is not a four-hour long game but you're just everyone is sucked into what everyone is doing and it really matters yes uh, yeah those are the, i agree with that so like so here's the thing about nations you know like rotto likes nations better than through the ages at least he liked it better than the original through the ages and i remember thinking rotto a lot of times likes games that are more streamlined and i typically disagree with him about a lot of those that's just me like uh, typically a lot of times these more quote-unquote streamlined games are just make me want to play the bigger batter box you know what i mean game um but i'm going to say something like i prefer the gameplay of through the ages Uh, I, i think it's just it's a but it has a lot of little this and that's that you have to teach people oh yeah but not in this situation and not in that situation and it's a pretty serious teach Nations is not near the teach and it is, it is like a, it feels like a streamlined version of through the ages. I actually think that I will probably get nations to the table far more because it's a lot, not only streamlined, but it's also just faster, way faster to play. 
Um, and, yeah. and so like, I mean, and then it also has a solo version, which I really like. So it's kind of weird, Dean, like I'm, I like through the ages better, but I don't know how often I'm going to get, I, I don't know if I'll hardly ever get that physical copy to the table. My wife doesn't, doesn't want to play that long. She liked it. She's like, I like this game. I just don't want to play three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think in my experience, I'm really looking forward to it someday down the road, maybe in 2021, we will do a comparison of some of these civilization games, including civilization in there. We have all three of those between us, but my experience is I've only played through the ages, of the app and I've only played nations solo. Yeah. But I think I'll probably end up liking nations quite a bit more than through the ages. And I like through I, the ages. I, I think the app is fun. It's good. Yeah. It's, just it's too I, much. I think it, I mean, it, honestly, the gameplay I feel like is better at like through the ages, but then again, I don't know, but, but there's a smoothness to nations that I do like and how quick the things I do think you would like nations better for sure. And you know what? I mean, if I'm thinking about how much I'm going to get it to the table, Dean, I could maybe say that, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, you know, anyway, so there you go. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm gonna just going to real fast. Cause I know we're going to move on to the review, but I wanted to mention that I played um, Castles of Burgundy, the new version of it uh, this past week. I played back-to-back games and I wanted to mention a couple things because I I don't need a full review. This is a top 10 game for me and it stays that way. I love Castles of Burgundy. But uh, John, you mentioned that Castles of Burgundy, one of your biggest things is the buildings and the science tokens, not knowing you know what they do and having to refer back to the sheets and all that. I think this new version, the iconography is much, much better. Oh, really? I mean, it's, oh, it's night and day. Now, the buildings, you still, it only has the picture of the building, but you have these player cards that just has the iconography and it's and it's really well done. Like you can look at it and see exactly what you need to do. I think in my experience, of course, I've played it a lot too. With the, in the, in the um, tectiles, which are the um, monasteries in the new version, uh, those are the same way. I think they're, they're really well done, but I want to, I want to throw something in there. I haven't played with all the expansion stuff yet. I don't think. Maybe I have, but it has this expansion where it has these shields. And when you roll a double, you put shields on all the numbers where those, uh, where the goods are, you know, where the shipping goods. Um, so you put a shield in each one of those numbers. So if ever in the game you roll a double uh, number with your dice, then you have a choice of taking the shield from that section of the board. So if I roll double twos, I can take the shield out of the two section of the board and that's my entire turn. Mm. But those shields are super powerful. They first are like eight to 12 points, I think, or maybe even higher. But then you might have another one that says, uh, if you have the shield, it doubles the points of all your shields, which is the the guy I was playing with ended up getting 50 points from these shields because he went really shield heavy. And he he lost. But I think that expansion was really cool. I liked it quite a bit. I wouldn't play with it every time, but I thought it was a lot of fun. And I, I'm going to be doing a comparison of the Castles of Burgundy. But just know, I think that new version is really well done. That's that's interesting. The, the board is busy. I will say that the board is busy, and you can't get around that. It I does think. look busy, yeah. But anyway, I think overall the other adjustments are are outweigh that. I think there's a lot of stuff in the box. Well, you know, I want to say too that like my quote unquote complaint about all those buildings is more along the lines of like trying to introduce new people to the game. You understand what I'm saying? Like that, that, that's a little bit. Cause I remember when I got a little frustrated about that was trying to teach my brother-in-laws and they're like, Oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? You know what I mean? So maybe, yeah, this, maybe sense. this would help. Maybe this wouldn't help, but I mean, I still really like Castles of Burgundy, no doubt. It's brothers-in-law. What'd I say? 
brother-in-laws. Oh yeah, I just made it up. I like it. I like it better like that. <laughs> you know what I like? Reviews. Right. I like reviews of Aga Kaput Regni. You ready for that? Let's do it. Okay, like let's. Hey there, John. Let's talk about Prague Kaput Regni. <laughs> what is happening? You ready for that? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna give the description. Yeah, I got I got this one. So All this right. is uh, Vladimir Suhi is is what you said how you pronounce his last name, right? Suki. I think it's Suki. What? You, I know. Oh, I know. You've been I think me I, Suhi for years. No, I think I got it right. It's Suki. I think so. If it's not okay. My bad. My you B. change it. You change it every time. Well, I mean, I'm you know whatever whatever I feel like is the right answer. <laughs> I, I admit Anywho. that I'm wrong sometimes, occasionally. Let me let me throw you some theme out there. Charles the Fourth has been crowned King of Bohemia and the ruler of the Holy Roman Empire. And where is his throne? Where is his castle? In Prague. Prague. This is where he's in Prague, and he is overseeing the the construction. Of Prague, all, all this new construction that's happening, and that is what we are doing, John. We are, uh, we are wealthy, uh, wealthy citizens, and we're we're organizing these different these different building projects in the city. And how we're going to do that is we are going to be drawing action tiles from a crane that's going to be rotating around uh, on the spinner on the board. So basically, what you're going to what you're going to do on your turn is you are going to you're going to sorry you want to be the the player with the most points at the end of the game, and on your turn you are going to take a tile from the crane and that's going to have two different actions on there and you're going to choose one of those actions to take. I'll just briefly say what they are. So the one one is going to uh, give you. Uh, an advance, uh, a boost in your technology, in your um, uh, the different actions that you take. So if I take a tile that gives me that boost, it goes onto my board. And now every time I take that action, I'll have a boost. It might give me a coin or a stone or something along those lines. I can build buildings out on the board, which will could potentially or will give you immediate bonuses. Uh, but also, as you're building up around the board, if you fill up the areas around the plaza, it's a little area control there. Whoever has the most is going to get two bonuses. And then whoever has uh, presence there without the most is going to get just one of those bonuses, which are points and, and upgrades and things like that. All right. You can also build a wall around your, uh, around your board. And again, Lots of bonuses, lots of points, things like that, and in-game scoring for those walls that you're going to build. You can also upgrade two of your production mines. So you have you produce stone and you produce gold in this uh, in this game. And so if you take this tile, you, you can either upgrade that mine or you can basically run the engine. And all the symbols that are shown on that mine are going to um, you're going to produce those. So if it's a stone mine, you'll get all the stone that's listed, uh, you know, that's that's shown. And you'll also maybe get a point and, you know, other bonuses there. Uh, and then finally, you're going to be uh, moving. I don't think I said all the actions, but it, you get the gist. We don't need but to the other all big, the actions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's two more parts of the, one of the game. One, you're going to be moving along the road, and that's going to give you, uh, if you move all the way to the end of the road, kind of some in-game scoring there, but also bonuses as you go along, uh, if you can pay the eggs to do that. Okay. And then you've got these two buildings, which are the uh, Hunger Wall and the Cathedral. And as you're building up influence in those areas, again, you're going to get a lot of points and bonuses along the way. Like the, there's basically there's a lot of different things that you can do in this game. But overall, you're only going to have, I think, what, 12, 14 turns, something like that. It's not very many turns. It's, more than, it's more than that. You always down. Okay. You, I think you always downplay the turns. I think there's more than you realize. 
12. There's only three rounds in a two-player game. There's three, but you get more than four turns per round, I think, don't you? Is that right? I can't remember now. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to do the math on figuring out how many times that. If we were face to face, we would punch each other. Around. We would punch each other in the face till the other person gave up, and that person would be correct. Is that how we do things? That is how we do things, and you always wow. chicken, you always chicken out. You know what I'm Hopefully, saying? Hopefully, you know I always teach my boys that that's not the way, but apparently that's what I tell mine. Apparently, it is. My, my Violence get, is the way. Mine getting a fight, and I said, "Dad." No, Jonah's doing this. Noah's doing this. I was like, all right, everyone come downstairs. You punch that person in the face. Then you punch in the other person. That's how we solve the problems. Oh, my goodness. It's wow. not at all. I'm all a- right. All right. Are we, good? Are we good to talk about this game? What do you think about the art and components in, in Praga? Okay. So I really think the, the board art is beautiful. You know, um, I think that the the box art is okay. It's pretty good. Um, I like the components fine. Cardboard and the eggs are kind of cool. The eggs are wooden. Right, Dean? The little wheel is pretty cool how it spins around. It seems to work well, doesn't it? The action yeah, yeah, it works well. really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my complaint about it would be the board is really busy. And what I would have done, like I've got to think about this because we did the YouTube video and I think about it a lot. Um, the board should have been during, in the village or whatever area and should have been is my personal opinion. So if it were me, I would have made those colors very lighter past more pastel to where whenever you put the hex tiles on there they stood out a whole lot more because not without that sometimes you have to really look close at the board like what what's that and so i would have 100 percent done that yeah i and i don't disagree with that you know it, i would compare this to the new version of castles of burgundy honestly it's yeah it it is um it can be difficult to see things on on that sp- specifically on the building part of the board which is half the board you know like that's it's a good area of the board but i think overall in in other places everything seems to be pretty clear would you say that's that's accurate yeah i mean i think so i mean that's my only com- um, i mean besides that i do really like the art and stuff pretty pretty decently yeah, and you you have this 3D hunger wall. You've got the 3D cathedral, which is nice. A 3D bridge, and um, I, I like I, I like that. I, I think that's really cool. The boards, the player boards, are really neat. I talked about this in the video, but I get you know I'm amused by the small things, John. It doesn't take much to to get me excited. But yeah, that's a hundred percent accurate, Meeple Town. These these boards are dual dual layered, but they didn't come that way. Okay, and I this I'm saying this because I think more companies could should do this if you want to do dual layer boards. So basically, the, it came in a regular punch board, but then they fold in half and they're connected by the uh, the dials on there. So there's two dials that hold those two halves together. So here you have a, two la- a dual layer board that didn't come that way. And I think part of the reason why companies don't do it is because you have to glue them. And oftentimes when you glue them, they, you know, they can separate, they can get warped and kind of pull apart from each other. And nobody wants that as a company. And so this way they're not glued, but they still work really well. I just, I think that's cool. I want to see more companies do that. There you go. Would you agree? You like that? Sure. I mean, I didn't get it. I didn't get the, you know, joy of putting it together and seeing how cool that was, you know? Oh, oh, by the way, this game takes a long time to put together. <laughs> Side note, you have to glue the uh, the hunger wall and the cathedral tiers together, and it takes a while. And the the bridge. If, but anyway. If Dean uh, is, he's not complaining, but if Dean is saying that, then um, it really must take a really long time. It probably took me an hour to punch everything and put everything yikes, together. Yikes, yikes. That is no bueno. I don't like but it. But we're I, it all together. 
I hate. Is the gameplay is the gameplay worth it? And if it's worth it, then who cares? Well, let me say this first. I hate punching stuff out because I'm so not violent. I I don't want to. You literally just talked about how you punch and things. Yeah, I'm just gonna and threaten to punch me. You never know with me, Doctor Checker, Mister Hyde. You never know what I'm gonna say. Okay, so is components the, are good though. Good yeah, components. Yeah. yeah. So is the gameplay good? Um, I'll answer that question, Dean, by giving a little drama. This thing is rated eight point four on BGG. That is, I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 got only a thousand ratings. That's nothing. That's not nothing. Eight point four is very high. I mean, that's that is. I mean, you know what I mean. Like that is very. Is high. Is that drama? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just. I guess when you say it with that voice, like the super dramatic voice. No, I mean, dude. I mean, let's get on BGG, dude. The stuff is not rated rated eight point four often after a thousand ratings. Oh, that's that's true. I yeah, mean, ranked yeah, overall, it's eight sixty four right now. But it came out, you know, late late twenty twenty. So this is a this is going to rise for sure. Yeah, I think so. I saw this on a lot of people's like favorite games of the year list. So I get I get that it's ranked high. Yeah. So I mean, what do I like it? All right. So here's the positives to the game. The action selection is really neat, right? Um, because you're not only selecting what action you're going to do, but you get a bonus associated, you know, wherever that is on the wheel. And so that leads to a lot of really interesting decisions like, wow, I need a silver window in the game because it's going to help me jump up on uh, the cathedral or whatever. But on the, I don't really love that action, you know, or also how the wheel works where you can, you know, take other actions, but you may have to pay money based on where the actions are. So you may be like, yeah, but I guess I could go to this one. There's another silver window here, but it's going to cost me two gold. Yikes. That's a lot of money. So I, I think that part's really cool. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. The The decisions become very, very crunchy, as you can see from our video. From yeah. <laughs> As the game goes on, the decisions become longer and, and much more grueling, I think. Yeah. So. And it's it's one of those games where like that's... It's not overwhelming amount of decisions, but it does. I will say that this game is really wide open, right? And you will at some point start building. I call them technologies, but you say there's something else. What are they called? Yeah, I, I, that's what I said too, but I said it wrong. Um, I'll look it up. Keep okay. talking. Basically, they're hexes. That, so you have like kind of upgrade tiles. Upgrade there, tiles. Right? Yeah. So you're basically, you can get upgrade tiles to your actions, which then, you know, for the rest of the game, you get, you know, an extra coin every time you do this action or whatever it is. Those are interesting. Those can kind of help you point you in a direction. I think that I actually am not very good at this game because I'm always trying to do too much. Like there's a lot of things you can build walls. You can go and build in the village. You can go up, you know, the the trail, the journey track, whatever that is, Dean, where you're, you're going through there. And then that will give you in-game scoring. You can get seals mm-hmm. that can give you in-game scoring. Um, you can go up the cathedral, uh, which is, you know, tied to the walls i'm trying to make i can't remember one of them is tied to the walls and one of the tracks is tied to the putting out yeah the hunger wall is tied to the to the walls and then the cathedral is tied to the buildings that you put out into the so the and the way that that works opposite is really interesting so like whenever you put on whenever you put a wall you actually get to go forward in the hunger wall right dean but no or is it the wait I can't remember. No, you get to go the wall to the wall and the buildings to the Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. So yeah. whenever you put out a wall, let me explain this right. When you put out a wall, you actually get to move forward in the cathedral, but you get in game potentially, but you get if if you get one that has that symbol, but you get in game scoring, quote unquote, for the hunger wall. <laughs> so it's like yes. this interesting balance of, wow, I really want to get in game scoring for this, but this doesn't give me that. But on the flip side, when you go into the village tiles, 
it lets you go up the cathedral like you might want to, but then you, um, excuse me, it lets you go up the hunger wall, but it gives you in-game scoring, quote unquote, for the cathedral. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, like, you don't even necessarily have to go either. I, I mean, you're going to have to put buildings out there, but like, you don't necessarily have to put the walls and you don't have to be concerned about the end game scoring from either one of them necessarily. You don't have to, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you can't, you don't, you don't have to, but it is, it is a viable option to, to do that. I think that's, it's, and that's why I like what you said earlier about, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can do in this game. You don't have to do everything. I do think you have to focus your attention you do. a little bit, which is, you know, kind of what you were saying earlier too. But, um, but I like that, you know, if there's an action that, and a thing that you don't particularly care to do, then you don't have to do that thing. Yeah. Dean has beat me every single time in this game. So, yeah. You and, and, you know, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, I don't really spend a lot of time building walls. Uh, so I don't move up on that the hunger wall track, but I'll, but I'll build a decent amount of buildings usually. Yeah. Uh, one thing I also like to do now, the, the reason why we made a distinction with the upgrade tiles and not being technology tiles is because there's a technology track. So on your player board, you have a technology track that you can move up on and a Charles university track that you can move up on. Mm-hmm. And Charles university track is only going to give you in game points. There's no bonuses throughout the game, but, but if you don't move up on that track, you won't get any points as the technology track moves up. So basically you want to, you can get a lot of points. If you move that track all the way up to the top, it's a three time multiplier for the technology track. And the technology track has eight, you know, eight potential spots that you can get to. So you can get 24 points, which is, you know, a decent amount of points in this game. You're going to score, you know, what, hundred and gosh, I don't remember our scores. You can, you know, 120, 30, 40 points. Yeah. Something like that. that. So, you know, you're talking about about a fifth of your point, if you can get those tracks all the way up to the top, Yeah. but the technology track, it gives you technology tiles that give you bonuses. And that's different from the upgrade tiles that, that, you know, boost your, your actions, technology tiles, they can boost lots of different things. And as you move up there, you can get a, possibility of four technology tiles and they get quite a bit better as they get you know if you can get a a level four technology tile it's much much better than a level one and so you might want to focus your attention on that instead of building or you know any or going down the the king's road or anything like that so there's a lot of different options yeah you know what i do in the game every time we play this game i start off doing really well and then i have this you know thing in my like i have this like thing that hurts me in life dean it's, it's good too. Like I have a very positive outlook on things. So I always think I can accomplish more things than I can. It's why I get late to things a lot of times. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I can do this and do this and do this. And then I show up five or 10 minutes late. I'm usually pretty punctual, but five minutes late is a lot for me. In this game, I feel like that. I feel like, like I'm doing really great and I've got like my strategy honed in and then I'm like, oh yeah, but I could probably do this too. And then I lose miserably. Oh yeah. Because it just ends too yeah. soon. How many times do we play that game where I'm like, if I had two more turns? I would be in this. You know what I mean? It would, and I just screwed it up. Yeah. If you had two more turns and I didn't take any turns. That's right. That would be. The- yes. Dang it. Dude, stop <laughs> stop pooing on me. Get out of here. I'm done with this game. I'm raining on your parade. I'm going to mention one more thing and then we can kind of move on to our final thoughts. Or, or I can anyway. I'm good. Yeah. Um, on your player board, you have, you know, I mentioned that you have the tracks that keep up with your gold, your gold mine and your quarry track for stone and gold. But that doesn't keep up with your your how many you have it doesn't keep up with your inventory it only keeps up with your production of that so you have these dials that i mentioned earlier and as those move up once you cross the like having six stones or six gold cranes it's got a cube in yeah, there that's cool. and you're gonna re- yeah you're gonna remove that cube 
and that is going to unlock a bonus. But also, it's going to give you another cube because as you put buildings out onto the board, some of them are going to require you to have a cube in there to keep up with the, uh, what is it called, the the um, area control around the plaza. I think that's really interesting too. That like th- this game has a lot of you unlock this thing once you get to this certain level. Mm. I just I like that a lot, and it, pretty much everything has that. Yeah, like the the road has that. The buildings have that. As you move up, as you increase whatever this thing is, then you're going to get bonuses unlocked i like that a lot yep i like this game a lot yes you ready i okay. was i was born i was born ready go for it man <laughs> all right praga is a game that i like quite a bit i i really love all the different exploring all the different uh strategies of this game you know and i think all of them can be viable i think i think really upgrading your upgrade board can be good i think you know moving up on the on the different the walls in the cathedral and going down the road all of those things i feel like are viable options and i want to explore all of it and and with the cathedrals and the bridge you also those tiles can you know you can change out tiles in those so the bonuses that you're gaining throughout the game and and on the road the bonuses you're gaining can change if you want them to and so i, I like that quite a bit and the, even the action tiles from the the crane you can flip those over to the gray side and they're asymmetrical then and so not all of the you know the, the symbols on all the tiles are different and yeah. I, there's just so many different things to explore in this game and every game that i've played i've really really enjoyed exploring different avenues of of beating john so for me this one's gonna get an eight and a half out of ten this is is up there for one of my favorites of the year i love this game quite a bit that's awesome well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with dean on the rating on this uh but i think that i'm gonna give it eight and a half out of ten but i'm on the lower end of the eight and a half out of ten i think dean's probably on the higher end is that right dean that's right like you're really strong on that i'm more like eight to eight and a half um i you know i prefer pulsar actually to this game um, I'm not really going to go into great details. Why well, I still I do like this is a really good game, but I will say that after playing it with you, Dean, um, I'm not rushing out to buy it, but I would like to own it. Let me say that. Um, yeah, because and, and again, okay. I think it's really good. I think my wife is not going to love this game because she's going to feel overwhelmed potentially with all these different things to do. I could be wrong. You know, and you it, but the good thing about it that I really do like, I mean, eight and a half is an incredible score. Is that I think I said this in the video. I feel like a, a scientist trying to put all the right ingredients together to score points. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can get this upgrade going here, and I can get these walls going here, or this village. And if I do that, then it's going to give me a bonus here. And if I get these, this you know, two gold windows, I can get a bonus. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I'm, I'm trying to, right. I'm trying to. It's really wide open, and you're trying to piece it all together to build an efficient scoring engine. Uh, or slash in-game scoring and that's a really fun puzzle it feels really puzzly like that which those are yeah yeah, that's what scratches my game itch a lot of those types of things so i do really enjoy this game um i think it will be a top game you know for the year for me as well like i would say it's you know depending on how it goes it will be a top 10 game i'm sure so you know but again okay i was i was yeah i'm interested to see where this falls for you overall on the year yeah, um, it's probably my third favorite Suki game. Um, I mean, Underwater Cities is definitely my favorite, and Pulsar is probably my second favorite. I think this would come in third, but, but it definitely is better than Shipyard, for sure. I'm, yeah, anyways, it was really good. Okay, well, that's an eight and a half from both of us. We quite like Praga. Let's get on to a Feld game, Bonfire. Bonfire. <laughs> 
All right, Dean, so let's talk about Bonfire. The tagline is Gnomes Struggle to Reignite Mystical Bonfires to Bring Light to Their Dark Planet. So this game is super thematic, right? Uh, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, Actually, this game is is thematic, I would say. For a felt, I would say this is on his more thematic sides. Would you agree? Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> what does that mean do you agree with me uh, yeah actually maybe a little bit more yeah i mean his games are not thematic this this may be a little bit more on that so in this game this game is another game where like praga is pretty wide open you know to what paths you can you you know you can do and where you can go so you're going to be going out and getting tasks you're going to be sailing your ship and getting tasks which it might be like you need to get two or three of these bonfire tasks complete, or you need to get a path with a certain, you know, strawberry put, put onto your player board. And then when you get that, then you complete it and you flip it over and it becomes a bonfire. But what's really interesting about this is you're building paths and these, that's where your guardians are going to go. And they actually are built from the left to the right side of your half moon board. But then you're also building portals, which is going to help at the end of the game, or towards the end of the game, if your guardians can shoot through the portal to a bonfire, then they're going to score bonus points. But guess what, Dean? They go from left to right. So you have this thing where you're going from right to left and left to right, and you're trying to kind of get those in the middle, building the portals, building your paths. But also your guardians are going to go left to right, and you're going to score. You're going to get things as they move along the paths, and you're trying to Complete these tasks, basically. Move your guardians, if you can, through the portal near the bonfire to get a bunch of point salady goodness. I'll go ahead and say that in this game. Yeah. You score a point for everything. I'm I'm pretty happy with that description. Yeah, that's good. Hey, I wanted to mention real fast, so I, we didn't mention who did the art, and that moves into our bonfire, but the art for um, for Praga was done by Milan Vavron, which um, who also did the art for Through the Ages and Underwater Cities and uh, actually Lost Ruins of Arnak and Shipyard. So anyway, I wanted to throw that out there because I, we both really enjoyed the art on that. Sure. The art in this one, since we'll move into the art and components, is by Dennis Lohausen, which is one of your favorites and, and mine too. Yeah, I really, I really like, really like Dennis Lohausen. Yeah, I, I will say that like I don't know if I was in love with the box of this. I don't know. Maybe it'll grow on me, but I know there's a Guardian, which I didn't even realize at first, and you can laugh at me for that. Um, I did. It's very dark, you know, um, but like I really, I like the the gnomes that are on the cards. I think they're really brilliantly done. So overall, I like the art in this game. It's, you know, Lohausen makes really good art. I like it. It's really solid. I'm not like totally blown away by it though. Compared to some of the other games, which I am, I would I would probably agree with that. But I, it's not that it's bad by any stretch. I I like it. I like the cover of this. I think it's I think it's cool looking. Um, but I definitely prefer his art in some other games. And and it could be because this one is a lot darker. Yeah, I guess. Um, not not you know it's not like dark dark like you know I can't look at it because it's no you know, but it's over it's got a dark and, and sometimes I mean it makes sense. The game is like that because you're lighting bonfires in the darkness. That's right. So it makes perfect thematic sense. So I like it though. It's solid. I mean, it's better than a lot of other art in his games. I'll just say that in his games, in Feld games, Feld. Oh, in Feld. I thought you were talking about, no, 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 no. Sorry. I got to specify. Cause I mean, you have games like forum Trajanum where uh, Michael Menzel did that art, right? That looks really nice, but you also have games like original castles of Burgundy and and Amerigo. And I mean, all kinds of games that are just 
very mediocre, you know, Carpe Diem, yep. at least before they came out with the new one, you know. Oh, the new one's beautiful. Yeah. The Yeah. Anyway, but so, so for a Stefan Feld game, I think the art is, I think, I mean, Lohausen did a good job, of course. And the, the yeah. components and the, and the components are are good. You know, you've got all these custom meeples. You've got the the uh, novice meeples that look like the green one looks like Yoda, little baby Yoda meeples. <laughs> is what it looks like. Yeah, they're little. Um, they're and then little you have gnome. all the. I was gonna say they're gnome. Yeah. Uh, you say novice, but so people can get like they're gnomes and they have their little ears. That yeah, out, and they look like Yoda. They do. Novice, novice yones. No, no. <laughs> what did I just say? Novice gnomes. There you go. There you go. And. Uh, so anyway, and then the the custom resource meeples, uh, I think is all it's all good. I, I like the components in this and overall. Novice nauseums. I think that's what you said. I don't know what that is. Hey, by the way, if you want to, you should go to watch our Praga video. Oh my goodness! Uh, at the gosh. end of the first video, there's two because we complete the playthrough. Dean tries to say. Um, what what do you normally say? Tell people how they can get in touch with us, right? Yeah, and it is the most absolute nonsense. <laughs> John, tell them how they can sit, sit up. And you're just like, what? Like, how do you even make that come out? My of your brain mouth? just shut down after that last turn that I took in that game. I <laughs> list, just, I stopped and listened. I and he beat me. That's why your brain shut down. I <laughs> I listened to that twenty times, and I, my wife was like, "What is wrong with you?" Like, I'm just busting out laughing, and she's like. She was expecting it to be funnier, and I'm like, no way. That is funny. Then I showed some of my boys, and they laughed hysterically. So Justin thought it was funny. And uh, my son, Jonah, thought it was hilarious. And so anyways, that in your, in your, in your face, Larissa, like in your every face. Day, every day. Um, oh, my goodness. Somebody had taken a picture of Bonfire with a bonfire in the middle of the board. Uh, it actually looks like the board is on fire. That's a really cool picture. All right. By... Samuel, no, no, uh, go. I'm looking that up right now. Word. No. Samuel, Samuel, no, I think is how you pronounce that. All right. Anyway, well. uh, so on to the gameplay. This is a, you mentioned it, John. You, you nailed it. It is a Stefan Feld point salad game. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, you're you're going to be doing lots of different things, and everything you do is going to be to give you points, whether it's going to be, you know, sailing, whether it's gaining these uh, the gnome cards, especially there's there's six gnome cards that give you bonus points. Putting your novices in the the area, completing the bonfires, everything you do in this game is going to give you points, and you can probably get a lot of points in a lot of different ways, right? Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Or do you think you need to really focus your attention? No, I mean, you do have to focus your attention to a degree. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I think, but I mean, if you build your engine right and stuff, I do think you can score you know, really good points multiple ways. I do think there are some things that you're going to have to do to win the game. For example, I think you're going to have to get some of your guardians down in next to the portal bonfires through the portal. And the reason for that is whenever the, the guardians shift down into the portal. And the interesting part about that is they're score they're getting you resources, but when you move them into the portal, they no longer do anything but give you in-game scoring. So optimally, you'll wait till the very end of the game. But the further right they get, and if you get them down at the portal, they can score you six, seven, eight points. I don't. Right. I think that if you do, if you whiff on those, I, I doubt there's any way you win the game. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I think so yeah. too. Uh, which is why, like at the end of the game, you you have this countdown. Whenever the end game is triggered, you you have five more rounds at the end of the game. Yeah. At first, reading through the rules, I was like, "Wow, that's ridiculous." But then, when you play, it makes sense because 
you might have to take all of those rounds to move some of those guardians into place to move them into the bonfires. That's true. Um, and, and so I, I kind of like that because the game can really sneak up on you. You can put seven novices in there and uh, in a really fast like amount of time, yeah. right? You, you might have one, two, three in there for a while. And then all of a sudden, oh, we have seven. The game is about to end. Or my son came up here. Is that my favorite part of the game probably is the action selection the way that the actions work, the action mechanic. Because you have these, <clears throat> they're not polyominoes, they're just a bar with three different action tokens, right, Dean? It's like and, a one by three. Yes, a one by three, that's right. And so you start with one in the middle of your player board. Then whenever you get down to having one action token or less, uh, and you'll be playing like you might spend two of them on the bonfire to turn the bonfire track. Uh, I mean... Um, whatever it is two spaces and then you're going to get a portal you know or something like that or you spend one sale to move to sail one place or whatnot so when you get back down to one or zero which is a really interesting part of the game as well you could even discard some just to get down to it then you're going to put that one of those into your on your player board and you'll get all three of the icons that are showing but you'll also gain any ones that orthogonally adjacent that match so if you put, you know, if you play down a ship and there's already two more that are touching each other with only adjacent and you just laid down a third, you're going to get three ships. And that is such a brilliant and interesting puzzle, don't you think, when you're playing the game? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because you might think I'm always going to want to get the most that that's, I can possibly get. But that's, that's right. not necessarily the case. You know? And that's, yeah, that is a challenge too. Um, but then on the flip side, you can always trade two of any one for one action of whatever you want. So having more is not always bad if you're using them right. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and mostly what I meant by that, like let's say I like in John's example, you get a lot of ships. You, you might need to do one shipping action so you really need those tiles, but then you might need to be able to do something else after that, like game the gain the the gnome cards, for example. And so now I want to be able to get some brown tiles to be able to do that or something that's, you know, what, whatever other action you want to take. And you don't have enough necessarily to double up on spending those tiles. Yeah. Then you might want to hurry up and spend those as fast as you can doing something else so that you can gain some new tiles, which I think is interesting, but also it adds a lot of, uh, and this is good, adds a lot of tension to the game for that reason, because this game is a race in that sense. You know, you're trying to get things done before other players. There's no doubt that getting more actions does not equate to winning the game in this game. Like I, I know whenever I, I, when I played my wife, I had far fewer actions, I think, than she did. And I won, you know, you've had that happen in this game yeah, where you've uh -huh. had far fewer than me, but then there's, I mean, like, so it really is an interesting puzzle. Not only do you want to try to figure out what actions you get at what time. And the thing is, is you have these bars that, how many do you start off with Dean? Like eight or something like that, that eight to 10, you have one in the middle, but you're only able to pick the top or the bottom one in this row of your own personal role. So that is a really interesting puzzle too. Cause you're like, if I take this one, then it'll unveil. I mean, this one will be the one I could get next if I want, or I could go back to the top and like trying to figure out the order of that while you're going out and trying to get tasks and you're moving the bonfire and you're wanting to get paths and it is, it can be really thinky. This is one of his heavier games. Would you not say? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of in that same realm as Aquasphere is where I put it, which I think that's, you know, weight-wise, according to BGG, is pretty accurate, I think. 
there's there's seven of those bars um and, and typically like in this game everything comes in sevens kind of so you have seven of those uh goodness what are those called john it's not uh, what are you talking about? i don't know what you're talking t- about those tiles that you're talking about i forget what, what those are t- what are you the, talking about the one, the one by three tiles that you were just talking about i don't uh the tasks no that's the other thing oh they do have a name and i can't remember what they are either Anyway, the, whatever those are, so there's seven of those, there's seven of the um, portals, there's seven of the uh, paths that you're trying to get around, like everything comes in sevens, which is interesting because what happens is as the game goes on, if you want to get some of those, the, um, uh, what you call it, the, the orange colored gnome cards that give you the victory points, it's usually one point per whatever thing that you have, so like you can get one point for however many paths you have along on, on there along the path. And so what's going to happen is I'll look up and I'll see John's really screeching at getting a ton of task, right? Mm-hmm. Like if John's got six tasks, I know, okay, he's about to take that card. If I can sneak it before him, I'm only going to get five points, but I'll get, you know, but he won't get any from it because there's only one card per, you know, in, in the entire game. And so yeah. I like that, that, that tension that builds up by building up those things, but also you don't want to, you don't want to wait too long on getting those victory point cards because somebody else can sneak up, sneak up and, and take it from you, which I think is really cool. This game is tense. I can, I'm going to keep saying that, but I think yeah. there's a lot of tension in this game because of those race to get the, the cards, the race to get your novices out in the, the right spots, the race to get the neutral novice tiles, which are bonuses that you can get to be the first one. Like if you're the first one to get all seven of your portals on the game, then you're going to get a free bonus action that you can take by placing the uh, neutral novice out onto the board and taking an action with him. And so there's a lot of racing and tension that goes along with this game. That's right. And I also like the other um, not gnome cards that you can get. That'll get, it's a little engine building in this game. So you you get, you get a card and it might give you, you know, a bonus twice as many resources every time a particular color guardian, you know, moves on, on the path, which is really, really nice or different things. So that's really interesting because you, you're kind of, you're building this kind of little mini engine as you're trying to figure out all this puzzle. It, it really scratches a lot of my itches because I love a puzzly game. I love engine building and um, it really is a smooth filling game as well. Like that's, I'll say, I mean, I absolutely like this better than Aquasphere. You know, like, I like Aquasphere. It's a fine game. But this just feels more elegant to me. That's just me personally. And I think it's I think it's really fantastic. And what Dean was saying is what I, something I love about it is the is the player interaction. Like, this isn't, there's not take that in your face. I'm going to destroy your gnome village. But there's a lot of really wanting to race to certain spots and you have to and you will pay attention to what other players are doing on their turns because you're trying to look at them and go, oh, shoot, it looks like, you know, he's going to get close to getting his last path. Do I risk going ahead and just trying to get this so that I could get that, you know, novice that Dean was just talking about? It was going to be an extra action or do I say, you know, forget it. I'm just going to, you know, get this portal right now in hopes that I could maybe get this, you know, novice right here. Yeah, that's right. And so if you like if you like games that you're just kind of doing your own thing, right? Like a solo multiplayer solo game. Uh, this might not be for you. I don't think this is a necessarily a mean game, although there can be some like heavy player interaction that can really negatively affect other players, but just by racing to get something faster than them. You know, like I'm not yeah. tearing anything down that John's building, but if you don't like a lot of the player interaction, 
I don't, I don't know if you're going to love this game because I think this game has it quite a bit. Yeah. Not like mean interaction, but it, it can be. Yeah, it's not it, mean at all. It can hurt players, though. I, my you know? wife my wife liked this game, and she's really pretty sensitive to meanness. It's just you got to get there first. But, I mean, even with that same scenario I was just talking about, you're, like, looking at Dean, trying to see if he's going to be the novice. But then on the flip side, like Dean said, there's those immediate scoring cards that there's only, what, seven of them in the whole game. So you're like, oh, shoot. But then Dean, Dean could take this turn to go ahead and snake six path victory points, right? So, yeah. like, there's a lot of those, like – you know, not overwhelming decisions, but like really tough decisions of trying to see when do I want to go where and get the timing right. And then, you know, what is my opponent going to do next or opponents going to do next? And so can I go to, you may go to final thoughts or. Yeah, I think so. it's six yeah. cards, by the way, not six. Seven, okay. I, I thought it was six, but you said seven, I think. So I, I flipped it. No, anyway. seven of all, like seven of the different things that oh. you can do on your boards. And, you know, okay. My bad. My bad. That. I miss, yeah. miss, misunderstood you. Okay. Um, I love this game. Uh, this is, Brilliant. All I heard pretty much was good things about Bonfire. Uh, And I, so I wasn't initially like super hyped up because I'm this, I can, I can say this. I honestly believe that I'm pretty um, objective when it comes to Stefan Feld because I mean, I, what did I give Castle of Tuscany? Six and a half out of 10, something like that. Like it was okay. I wasn't a big fan. Like I wasn't a big fan of that. It was okay. Uh, There's definitely games that he has that kind of, that miss a little bit. Now, I mean, overall though, he's one of my favorite designers. I think he's awesome. Um, I kept hearing good things about this though. And I thought, okay, now I'm getting on the excited hype. Like this was the game that Dean has gotten that I was most excited about playing. And uh, rightfully so Dean, this is a nine out of 10. This is one of my favorite Stefan Feld games. I just think it's amazing. Um, it's, it's way up there. It, it's my wife really liked it, which is always a huge plus. And I'm stunned that she liked it because it's pretty thinky. Uh, and you, sometimes when it gets to that level of thinkiness, she, um, doesn't like the games, but I think it's because of the, the elegance of the game, you know, that kind of helps it to not feel you're going to score points no matter what. You know, that's probably what she likes about Stefan Fell. <laughs> that does make sense. You're yeah. always going to feel like you're, even if you lose, you're always going to feel like you did, you know, ditto, you're, you're doing something positive. It doesn't beat you down that way because it's so point salady. But I love this game. This game is just fantastic. This is, I mean, this is one of my top games of the year. I haven't rated anything above a nine this year. Um, so this is absolutely up there. And one that I don't have, unlike Praga, which I'd like to have for sure, this was a must buy at some point. I've got to get this game. Okay. Wow. That's, that's high praise. And if I remember right, John, you had Amerigo as a nine. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do, where, you, do you know? I don't know. I'm going to have to play. I'm going to have to play them back to back. Um, Informed Trajanum is up there as well. And Trajan's up there as well. So, okay. Uh, and then, you know, Bruges is pretty good when uh, we'll see what happens in the next segment, but like whenever they come out with, you know, ah, never mind. I'll just wait and see who knows, okay. who knows. All right. Well, I'm. Castle the Burgundy's uh, really good too. I mean, I'm just. There's so many of his games that are so good. Yeah, I'm finding out, and and this moves into my final thoughts. I'm finding out, you know, Stefan Feld, if I remember right, was my number two favorite designer. It's it's going to be hard when we do that list again to not put him in the number one spot, just because. I totally get it. It seems like everything everything he puts out is gold for me. Uh, there's there's been one or maybe two games that haven't been like games that I've really really enjoyed, but. 
this is one that I really, really enjoy. I'm not quite a nine. I'm at an eight and a half on this one, and uh, which is still really high. I, I prefer Praga to this game. Not that that's they're what any I was going to ask. I was going to ask you which yeah. one you prefer. Okay. Yeah, I prefer Praga to this one, but all the things that John said, I, I totally agree with. Like you, you feel like you're accomplishing a lot in this game. You know, Feld's interesting because we we say all of his games are point salad. You would think, okay, if they all have that same thing going for it, eventually you're going to be like, do I need this game because he has this other game? Yes. Like I, I feel like I need all of his games. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it, they're just so good. And this one's so different than any of the other ones, but you still get some of those same feels because you're doing, you know, you're accomplishing a lot. You're, you're doing a lot of things and there. You don't really get stuck that often thinking, Oh, I can't do anything because you, except at the very end of the game, potentially you could get to the end of the game and say, I'm going to pass and take a victory point or, or however many points are on those, those end tiles. But for the most part, throughout the game, there's always something you can do. You can always sail. You can always move guardians. You can always, you know, there's always something to do. And everything seems like it's a good choice to make in this game. So eight and a half for me. I really enjoy this one quite a bit. Nine from John, one of his favorites of the year for sure. And we'll, we'll see where that ends up, if, if it ends up on my top 10 list. But I feel pretty confident it'll end up on yours. Yeah, oh, no Speaking doubt. We might see some Felds moving into this next segment, right? Maybe, potentially. Let's we'll get see. on to our games we're looking forward to for 2021. Oh, hey, John, let's talk about our favorite games we're excited about coming out this year. Dude, I like, the, the title of this segment. What is no, it? No, it was terrible. Like, I, I, whenever you did the an intro, it should have been like your most anticipated games for 2021. That's like all everybody right. says that. We I gotta, know. Gotta come up with something the new. games that I'm most excited about happening, possibly something's happening this year. It just sounds yeah. like a hot mess. It's excellent. Excellent. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. We're going right. to go lightning fast through this. Is okay. that right? Like Flash. Okay. By the way, we will be doing a video of this some point if we can get together. It's John and I have had a hard time getting together lately. Uh, so, but at some point we will do a top ten of this, and it might change. Right? We might change this completely. All the games that are in this top five might not even be in your top ten. Who knows? Yeah. So th- this is this is I told Dean before we got on this. This is the caveat because I haven't had as much time to spend on this as I want. Yes, the video might be re- completely different. I doubt it. It's going to be probably, I mean, I've had some time to spend on it, but there could be some changes. So I'm just going to yeah. let it out there. Like, and if there are, then, and you don't like it, then I don't really care. And right now I'm going to, I'm cutting the sleeves off of my shirt right now <laughs> just to show you all. And you know, if you got a problem with me, then let's come on over. I'll give you oh my, my address in Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro, Tennessee right now. Let's go. All right. All right. Let's go with the segment. Enough of your nonsense. All right. I caveat to my list. I did not put any games on my top five on this list. I didn't put any that are reprints or even like redoings of games. So, for example, you mentioned the Feld games. Those are not on my list because they are ah. remaking of post games. That's just my list. You can yeah, do whatever okay. you want. So I, I have the same exact thing except for I didn't add any expansions and any reprints. The only reason that one of them is on my list, I'll just tell you, because there are some changes to the gameplay. Yep, totally agree. And I don't fault you for that at all. It was just a personal decision that I decided to make yeah. help, to help me narrow down my list, I think. Okay, yep. You first mean, off... You're going first, okay. No, go. I, yeah, I got it. I all got right. this. All right. Go. First off is by designer Roy Canaday. If that name sounds familiar to you at all. Really? Because he's with Dice Number Tower. five? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh my god. Did you see this game? No. Last Light 
this is a 4X space game where you're going to be playing simultaneously, which I like that, right? A 4X game that you're going to be playing together at the same time. I watched a little bit of gameplay on this. I think this one could be really cool. Uh, but essentially, you have one star. That's the last light. There's one star left in the universe. And so people are trying to gain the light from the star. The universe is going to die out anyway. But I guess they're just trying to you know, have a good time before the, before the universe wow. implodes upon itself. And so you are trying to be the first one to gather 20 light. And that is the, the object of the game. It's got some card play. You've got this these uh, spaceship miniatures and you can upgrade the spaceships and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm excited about this one. I, I'm, I'm going to be following this one a little bit. It's come from gray Fox games too, which I like some of the stuff they put out. Wow. That's, that's Number a surprise. Five, last light. That's a surprise. Like, I'm not going to lie. That's interesting. Our, my list may be way different than yours. By I, the way, I'm going to say I, I can guarantee three games. I, I already know that are going to be on your top five. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we'll see. What, so whenever you hit them, then if, if you hit them, then, you do that. I, I, I had some that I, well, I'll let you know if I, I have a few in my mind that I think would be on your top five. I'll mention them if, if you, if they are. All right. So my Last number light was not one of them. No, I no, I have no okay. interest in that, but it may be, it may be a phenomenal game. I'm just at this point, I don't have any interest in it. Um, number five, Lacerda weather machine. Yep. Oh man. That one looks cool. Doesn't it? Have you seen the, is that, I don't know if that's the cover art or not. I don't think it is, but it's this retro looking crazy almost dr seuss feel right looking yeah. weather machine on here and this is a a steampunk game from lacerda like i this i mean like the theme i mean honestly and you know the theme isn't always what draws me in but the theme i was like that is really intriguing like it just looks it looks so cool on the table it says natural disasters will quickly quickly be a thing of the past um those were the thoughts of cine Lative meteorologist and chief engineer of the weather department in lightning technologies as a latest test of his newness invention, the weather machine. So basically this is about controlling the weather, which is, I mean, what, what an interesting theme from Lacerda players are executives from different companies interested in selling the weather machine services. So you're trying to achieve contracts, it says, um, and going through different paths to do so by changing the earth's, climate isn't that crazy and you can even secretly yeah. sell it you can secretly sell it to the military that just sounds brilliantly crazy like i'm i'm super excited about this you, like the actions it has here um it says that the action selection is similar to venos and that's uh you're buying the resources you're feeding the machine you're sh the machine is shooting out rain and snow and different things like that you're completing contracts you're working on goals just seems really cool. I I'm, I bet you're interested in this one. Yeah, I am. I, I love the look of this one. I just thought, you know, it's hard for me to put that in my top list just because that, that's probably on the higher end of the, you know, the the weight that I love in games. But yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to, to pay attention to this one more because I love that theme. I think it's really cool. Yep, there it is. That's my number five. All right. My number four is a Feld game. Uh I don't know if I'm as excited about this one as I am Hamburg in, in Amsterdam. But again, those are kind of reprints, even though I think they're, they're, you know, they are different. Cocopelli is, oh, okay. the, is my number four. And this one is each player is going to receive uh, 36 cards. There's, this is a card based game and you're going to be playing cards from your hand and you, you won't be able to draw up until you can take an action to draw cards back into your hand. Um, but 
it looks like there's a lot of different things that you can do in this one, but the, um, I, I watched a little bit of the gameplay. Rado had a video where he showed some of the gameplay. I didn't get to watch enough of this one to know exactly, you know, where I might feel about this one. But yeah. it, it, it definitely looked, it piqued my interest in the fact that it's felled. It's a in, interesting theme, it seems like. I, I'm, I'm interested to try this one out. I think it's going to be, it looks cool anyway. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in that one for sure. I'm not like overly excited about Coco Pelli, but I it's a failed game and I did watch Rado's playthrough and I thought it looked fairly interesting. Not enough to make my top five or top 10, but that'll be one. If you get, I'll be excited that you've got, you got it so we can try it. Yeah. Okay. I'm having a really hard time deciding which one to put as my number four right now. Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. Number four is Carnegie. Did you think that was going to be on my list? It is. Yeah. That's one that I thought I, I actually considered that one on my list, but I thought, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on yours, and that's heavier than you know my normal range. So, well, that's anyway, Z- that's Xavier Horhe, which I mean, the whole reason yeah. I'm interested in this, excuse me, mostly is because he Twa Ginkopolis. I just made mention uh, Turne. I just made mention that I was that I might buy Black Angel soon. I've never played that one. He's also done Carson City. Um, I really love Twa, and I really love Ginkopolis. And I've also heard people who have got a chance to play this game have. I've heard some really positive things right off the bat. Artist is Ian O'Toole. It looks really cool. Um, I This is one I just, I can't wait to play. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm interested to check this one out. I love the fact that they put this one on Board Game Arena too. You can play this on Board Game Arena during the Kickstarter campaign, which is pretty interesting. Like I've not seen that done where the game's not released, but it releases on there so you can play it as opposed to like tabletop simulator and stuff where you have to do everything. BGA does everything for you. I have not played it on there, but I would really like to try that one out. Maybe we should do that soon. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. 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 My number three is a, uh, is a leader games game. You, You probably thought this one might be on my list. Maybe this is oath. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I didn't think that. Yeah. I should have, I should have thought about that on your list. But I didn't. Um, it, you know, I, Root is a top five game for me. I love yeah. Root. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I didn't love the... What's the other one we played? The the Playground one? What's that Fort, called? Fort. Yeah, Fort. Uh, Fort Fort was fine. I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, you know, top tier game. Oath seems like it could be. So this is yeah. a, up to six player games and you're trying to seize control um, of, of the... Uh, to take control over the counselor, I believe it is. Um, and each player has their own things that they are doing. Like there's some, if I remember right, if I remember right, there's some asynchronous play in this one. Is that right? I don't know. I mean, I think so. Okay. I have honestly, I I am interested in this one for sure. I just haven't like gone into deep dive into it. Now, the thing that, that appeals to me the most now really, and it's been a while since I've like really looked into this. I paid attention to the Kickstarter, but I just, I didn't really want to, or have the money to spend on that. And I I really wanted to, but this, and this game looked really cool, but the fact that the game is going to change from game to game, right? That, that there are things that, uh, not like legacy, but like things that you do in this game will affect the other games. Yeah. If I remember right. So that's, that's kind of the, the thing that, that drew me in and the fact that it's Cole Worley, Worley as the designer and Kyle Fair and art, all those leader game things that you might expect is in this game. And I, yeah, so I, I'm interested to check this one out and story kind of story telling in the same way as root, if I remember right. So like there it's not, it's thematic. It's not just like, you know, this Euroe flat game yeah no i'm that's one i'm interested in 
But good, good choice. Good choice. Okay. All right. All right. So my number three is a game that Dean just said, will we do kind of re-implements? And I did on this one game because I'm just really hype about it. And I'm, I didn't put it number one for that reason, <laughs> uh, but it is number three right now. And that's Hamburg. And so, okay. I mean, Hamburg is basically y'all it's Bruges with city of Zwin and the pets expansion. It does say that it comes with some new content and that the moderate rule enhancements. So that's why, like, if it didn't have any rule enhancements, uh, I would probably not have put it on the list just for that reason, though I would have still been just as excited about it. I don't own Bruges. I do really like it, uh, especially when you add that City of, Z- City of Zwin uh, expansion. I think this could be, I mean, who knows? But I have, I have a feeling that this could shoot up there as one of my top failed if, if, if the rule enhancements and you add the Pets expansion, which I've never played, um, to this. Uh, I really am excited about it. Yeah, I'm actually more excited about Amsterdam because I do have Bruges and City of Zwin. That makes I, sense. I like I like the art better in Bruges than the new version, but I do think like those new Queen versions of these games look phenomenal. And I wanted the deluxe versions, but my goodness, they were expensive. It was too much. You know, I think they were sixty five dollars. Yeah, I think they were sixty five dollars a piece, and I was just like, uh. It was a hundred plus for the for the deluxified versions too. Yeah, and you can get a lot of games for that. Yep. All right. All right. John, this is a, this next one, all right? It's a 4X game. It's a pirate game. This game has card crafting. This game has a cube tower. Oh, you like the cube towers, John. Do you know what this one is? Return to Dark Tower. No. <laughs> that is not even close. Not even close. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm a backer of that, by the way. and that's. I know you are. Yeah, my description is nothing like that. You actually. saw that fine game, so you backed that thing up. <laughs> that was good. Ah, that's, that's pretty good. Okay, uh, this is Dead Reckoning. This is by oh, yeah. John Sinclair, who did Space Base. I should have I should have known you were gonna put this on there. I didn't I didn't yeah. Yeah, I think if you thought about it, you you would have said, Yeah, this for sure is gonna be on it. Absolutely. Is, yeah. We are on number two, right? Yeah, this is that's my number right. two. Yeah. So um the art is Ian O'Toole. This is by publisher AEG. And I really am excited to to check this game out. It looks like it's going to be super thematic, um, but I, <clears throat> excuse me, I've only ever played card crafting. Uh, what is it, Mystic Veil vale, through the app? I've never actually played the physical copy of that. And uh, what's that other? I don't remember what it is the other card crafting game that he did after that. That's that's really thematic. This is kind of seemingly like a follow up to those. I like the idea of card crafting. Which what that means is like I have this card that's in a sleeve and in this game it has the like your base ability for that card at the very bottom and then there's three layers above that so as you're putting new things into the sleeve you're going to be you're going to be upgrading these cards it also has these end game conditions that you're trying to meet i I saw it compared to scythe so like you know how you get their stars in sight. Yeah. It's kind of that same thing here. You want to meet these conditions. You have to meet these conditions to be able to complete this. There's exploration in this game, which I think is really cool. I'm really, really excited about this one. I did not back this one, which made me really sad. But again, there's just too many games. And I, I you know, yep. I don't have that big of a budget. So that like, yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. There you go. All right. So uh, that's your number two, right? Number two, Dead Reckoning. Yep. So, so my number one and my number two actually have a common designer in. How about that, Dean? You surprised okay. by that? Uh, my no. number... Is, I can tell you what they are, by the way, after you said that. For Go sure. Ahead. You know for sure what they are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my number two is uh, Darwin's Journey. Do you know that was going to be on my list? 
I did not. You're surprised by that. You're surprised by that. Because, and the reason is it's Simone Luciani and Nestore Mangone. And that's because they did Newton. And I dead gum loved Newton. Newton is such a great game. Um, And so, yeah, I just started looking. I don't know why it didn't like capture my attention off the bat. You know what I mean? Like I saw the Kickstarter for something. And then I just, I don't know why I just, I think I was just really busy. It's just a busy time in my life. And then when I sat down and like started going, wow, uh, Darwin's journeys through the Galapagos. I don't care about the theme. I just care about the designers and how it looks beautiful on the table as well in this game. Yeah. Um, and I just, it looks, dude, those guys killed it with, with, um, yeah, with a Newton. So I think this is, I'm pretty hype on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard good things about this one. This one does look really cool. Not, you know, fully my jam, but I, I get why people are hype about this one. Yep. My number one is from the designer who I've labeled as my favorite designer. And I think, John, you can probably guess this one pretty easily. It's an Eric Lang game. That is Ankh. Ankh. Uh, this, yeah, this is the follow-up game in the trilogy of Rising Sun and my favorite, Blood Rage. This one is an egyptian theme one where you're playing as a god of ancient Egypt and you're... Um, you're competing to survive as a, as society begins to forget the old ways, and so that you you're trying to keep you um, you're trying to keep your followers to remain faithful to you that sort of thing. So this is uh, a game that I did back. So I I did go pretty big on this one. <laughs> I, <laughs> it prevented me from buying Dead Reckoning and, and Oath for sure. Uh, I'm hype of the, on this one. You know, you know, Blood Rage and, and Rising Sun are both really top tier games yeah. for me. I love them quite a bit. So I'm I'm pumped about this one. I'm I'm interested to see what this one is is going to bring to the table. Yeah, I, I love how different our lists are. I'm interested in Ankh. I'm interested in Dead Reckoning. Like the, you have some games that I'm interested in. I'm not overly hype, and you're probably feeling the same way about some of mine. Yep. Like we're. Yeah, all, I, I totally agree. I think we're all like you're, interested in each other's games, but we're not like yes. So that's kind of cool that we're different. You're seeing a lot of theme in mine. You're seeing a lot of you know heavier euros Euro in mine. Your, What's my number? Do you have you don't know what my number one is now, right? Okay. Let me, do you want me to guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will guess. I've got a couple options here. I'm gonna guess that it is. I don't think you're uh, gonna get it. I don't think you're gonna get it. Tabanusi? No. Really? Uh, it, I mean, it's because of Tassini, man. Let me guess one more. You know, you know, understand Go. what I'm saying. I got you. Oh, I got you. I I I saw it. And I couldn't remember who the designers were on yeah, that. So, okay, Gollum. Who who designed that one? Is that also? You're designed? right. You got it. You got it. Oh, it is. It is yeah. Gollum. Okay. It's Gollum. Okay. So Gollum that box cover looks so cool. It is. It's well. It's a Gollum face, and I'm learning Hebrew. So Hebrew. So it's got the Aleph, Mim, and Tav. It means. Um, it's the theme is really really interesting. The word is uh, Emet or Emmet. Uh, in Hebrew and it means truth or whatever, but rabbis would, would put this, there's a whole story about a rabbi putting this word and it means the seal of the blessed Holy one on this golem who would self like animate. Like if you go, just look at the, I, the theme is brilliant. It's just really interesting to me. But what's more interesting to me is that it's um, Flaminia Brasini and Virginia Gigli, which, you know, I don't, I like their games, but I've never been like crazy in love with something that, you know, like Alma Modestov was really good, but not crazy in love. But then Simone Luciani's in this. And these are the folks that did um and I don't know if I don't know if Brasini actually worked on that, but Grand Austria Hotel. And it actually even says yeah. that some of the, the some of the mechanics were inspired by that game with this really, really interesting theme. I mean, I just cannot wait to play this game. I think it's gonna be phenomenal. 
That's my. It looks not okay. Not just looking at the cover of this, the board looks beautiful. Yeah, I think I I really like the art on this. I'll be honest with you, John. The only reason that this game was not, I I don't know if this will make my top ten, but if it doesn't, it's it's a lot in part because I knew that it would be on your list. This one does look really cool. I'm I can't wait to play this. this I can't wait to play this. I'm glad it's not. So if if there's any way we get a review copy, that means I get it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's how, how we that's do. how we do it here. Yep. When we do our top <laughs> list, then whoever had it higher gets it. If that's a big if, but I mean, if hey, I'm hoping. Here's to hoping that I get this one. <laughs> that's right. So I will. I will our, be an instant buy if I don't. That's our top five. Now we will probably maybe make some changes, but for sure we'll have more games because we're going to do our top ten on this when we do it on our um, on the YouTube channel. So yep. I'm excited. It's fun to look at these new games and see what's coming out, especially on designers that we love quite a bit. That's right. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Tell people how they can get in touch with us, John. All right. If you're enjoying our channel, we would love for you to write a review. You know, like we just read, we'll read it if we, yeah, we probably will read it because <laughs> we think that it's really fun. <laughs> also, uh, go to YouTube if you want to check out our videos. Uh, look up Meepletown. Subscribe to our channel. It'll be awesome. At Meepletown Games on Facebook instagram and twitter meepletowngames.com has all of our stuff and we're board game geek guild 3407 thanks for coming down to meepletown Meepletown.